and welcome to the self-evident podcast you got your boys massey you got your boy mike how you guys doing look 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 at that massey look at that massey oh it's beautiful i'm just so honored to be here today i'm not (laughs) nervous at all it's it's good morning from us to you (laughs) (laughs) all right good morning destiny good morning victoria thank you so much for joining us guys be sure to say good morning when you walk on in the door sit on down we've got quite the show for you here's here's why word because i spent Word. word i spent a ton of time on researching this and Truly, the email that I sent to everybody with the podcast map said, "I, this is just a tiny, minute tidbit of all the information I could put in here. And I want to point out that I spent no time on this podcast. He'll be learning it as you guys do. No, I mean, I read the maps. It's just, uh, do we always have to follow it? You know what I'm saying? We may go off the reds. Dude, dude, how often do we like... uh, (laughs) <laughs> we can go off the trail on our maps anyways right oh technical question can i x out this pinned comment and it'll stay still say pinned or yeah. do i have to okay yeah. i just don't want to undo it yeah. there we go cool all right sorry anyways guys do not forget you may notice in the pinned comment go to the self-evidenttruth.com visit the website check out events details articles the blog um we will keep you up to date on stuff be sure to subscribe yeah. to everything we got. Check mark the stuff. Get the get notifications. It do it. Do it all. See, Destiny said thanks for the honesty, man. Well, okay. It's hey. the best policy. Here. That's in the Bible somewhere. Second opinions, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. The book um, of Second Romans. <laughs> Third Chronicles. Yeah. Third, Third Chronicles. <laughs> Two Titus. Genesis again. <laughs> Yeah, we just looked it up in the book That's of Job last nerds. week, <laughs> and Palms really clarified it for me. You know, I went into the book of Job, and it just was not telling me how to work yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, the guy lost his job. And yeah, everything I else. don't get it. What the heck? It's like the book of non-job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anywho's. <laughs> well, we're getting into the weeds. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, you know, it's dangerous. If, if y'all notice, the show is a little uh, unique in this in this sense. I'm talking about American communism now. This this is, is is sparked in me and Mike for many different reasons, and we're gonna give you some answers and all that stuff, and you know all you know mm-hmm. how, how to how to fight all this. But political gain is used by both parties, and you're gonna see that more and more and more. Political gain is used by both parties. They they want us all to be kind of submissive and submitted to, you know, all the stuff. And my whole heart in this is, <clears throat> if you can't see the 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 destruction done by two parties. Right. And I know some of you will say, Mass, that's extreme. We got to stick to our party because it's getting clean from the inside out. I know. But as that's getting clean from the inside out, let's expose what's wrong with it so that we can clean it thoroughly. Right. Because it's not always going to be perfect. But let's clean it out thoroughly. And one of the things that we noticed, too, was uh, this this whole thing about communism. It hasn't just infiltrated the left. It's infiltrated the right, too. And we got to be honest about that. Right. Now, that's not the real focus of what our podcast is today, but it's one of the focuses of many that we could have taken. And, and that's why we're doing this specific one, so just to give you some ammo so you guys know how to fight against this and what, what, what we need to do as a citizen to uh, continue being Americans, but to, to, to also stand for God's principles. Right. Why he established liberty and why liberty is so important, you know. And with this, 
what you're going to notice as we go through all this is you have to see it with spiritual eyes. Mm. When you start to see it with spiritual eyes, it all starts to make sense. It all kind of clips together and, and you get a, a grand view of what's going on. And we're, we're going to do our best to tie in this concept of liberty and all this. Now, obviously, we've been talking about that a lot. We want to be able to continue to tie that in. But it, I think even a lot of conservatives underestimate the influence communism has had in American culture. Right. And we want to just pinpoint a couple of things. I, I could go on forever about this, but we want to pinpoint a couple of things and <laughs> showing you how deep that influence actually goes. And I'm actually going to start out with a quote uh, from Gramsci or, or a description of Gramsci. Did I delete it? No, there it is. Okay. Gramsci said, Socialism is precisely the religion that must overwhelm Christianity. In the new order, socialism will triumph by first capturing the culture via infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of society. Can you read that again? Sure. Socialism is precisely the religion that must overwhelm Christianity. Notice Gramsci named Christianity specifically. In the New Order. And he called socialism religion. Exactly. In the New Order, socialism will triumph by first capturing the culture via infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of society. Right. Now, a lot of people, Mike, if you can <clears throat> throw some context to this, a lot of yeah. people know the word communism they know it's dangerous what is exactly socialism communism the ism what what is communism in its deepest root so that we can build right. a basis on what we're talking about and and <clears throat> um thanks to paul i i like how he defined these because he went in and and in his research when i was putting all this together he took socialism and communism and the the merriam-webster dictionary definitions were very close I like how he took this. So he said socialism is when the ownership of assets remains with individuals of the society, but the state regulates how they are used to equalize benefits for all mem members of society. Communism is when the state owns all assets and allocates them equally as it determines meets the goals of the society as defined by the state. I think that's that's big because <clears throat> there's there's been comments by plenty of communist leaders who basically say socialism is just the next step towards communism. And there gets to be this argument of, well, we're socialists, we're not communists, or back and forth, right? It never stays stationary. That's that's the thing you have to remember. Think about who people are. What do people do? They gravitate towards power. They gravitate towards influence. They try to collect things towards themselves. Exactly. So socialist government is just on that step road towards communism where the government finally says, you know what? You guys can't handle your assets yourself. We'll take all of them. Right. And then we'll divvy them out for you because guess what? Then the collective gets everything they need. And, and keep in mind, the ones who divvy the stuff out from government are the ones who have everything they want and need. And they're trying to equally give to you. I mean, just just hear the craziness in that. And every single socialist and communist uh, that has ever even graced Americans America's land says, well, it was never tried properly. You know, it was never done right. And that's why we need to do it again, because guess what? We need equality. It's like, dude, the reason why it hasn't been done right is because you leave it in the hands of a government who is richer than you, who has a military force stronger than you, who's got the media backing them, who's got 
control of all these other things. Do you honestly think they care about you? No, because they've sold out our nation to other nations and the UN treaties and all these other things and the great reset crap that Charles Schwab was running right now. You know, uh, what's his name? Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab, Charles Klaus, whatever. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> They're all Schwabs. They're Schwabs that should swab. Anyway. We but, want to control the no. world. No. We are not Nazis. We just want to control the world mm -hmm. and everything in it. And you will have nothing and enjoy. <laughs> but we're not tyrants. No, 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 no. 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 It is no. all for your good. Please no, step it's... over here. <laughs> No, no, this is a restroom. This is not. <laughs> Gosh, it's true. Dude, you know why I said it like that? Because they deceived the masses into thinking that this was for their good. Right, bro. That was it was so on. I, I'm so glad you said it. But man, I, I'm like, that was on spot. <laughs> Seriously, though, right? Like you look at this going, it's easy to be deceived because it sounds right. It sounds exactly. good. We should give our authority to a government because they can handle these bigger issues than we can. How can they handle it better than you? Right. And prove to me that everything they've tried to do to handle it has gone well. What Name one government program that works that we don't have to keep pumping money into. Oh, we just need more money for but, this program. Here, let's take it another way. What government program makes money? <laughs> uh, the IRS. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Because they for us <laughs> but they don't make money because our government keeps spending over what it brings in that's true not even not even the ones who bring in all of the taxes from us can make money they end up that, running yeah. in the red and, and y'all know like you know what tyranny is and it's simply stated as this when the government can do what you legally can't do so how come they can go out and not balance their checkbook raise their debt ceilings go do all these things never being held accountable to anyone except themselves right when it comes to you, and let's say you are writing bad checks and you don't have the money for it, right? We're just hoping one day it'll come in. You go to jail for that. And that's not even right to do. I'm not saying to do. I'm not justifying writing bad checks. I'm saying, why does the government do it? Oh, they have assets. Well, I'd have my assets if government wasn't have, you know, having their hands in my assets. <laughs> You're just a puppet. I mean, seriously, right? We literally... Uh, did I say that wrong? <laughs> nope. Nope. I didn't. At this oh, point, this you know, fun. when you pay your house off, let's get real. You still owe it to a government. It's not your property. If you don't pay your taxes. They have the right to take it. Even after you paid off the mortgage. That's what we're saying. This is how far communism has gone. What we said last week was, what can you do that's free? What are we trying to do in its process? We're trying to upend that so that we can get our liberty back. Because it's not from them. It's from the Lord. And we've allowed it uh, to, to be given to them to, to manage and take over. And you can see what's happening now. Now they're telling you what you can and can't do. Uh, and they're, they're, they're saying, no, we don't. We want people to be free. That's why we want transgenders. No, they're telling you as a Christian, you can't go against them. Right. That's what's happening. That's what communism does. It creates confusion. And we're going to read some of these uh, that's called the naked communists, these agendas that were read in Congress in 1963 uh, in a little bit. But this whole American communism stems so far uh, into our public schools, into uh, places of, of uh, influence, media, and all these other things, you're going to see more and more uh, how America's kind of fallen into that trap and what we got to do to get out of it. And one of the big reasons that we decided to do this episode was 
people don't realize how deep it's got its its roots into the American system yep. because it, it very much runs behind closed doors. It, it, <clears throat> and I'm not going the Illuminati New Order route. Oh, you know? Dang. I'm sorry. Bitshoot would love us. But we're not going that route. Why? Why? I want to know. I'm kidding. But there is such an influence on every sphere of culture from Marxist communist ideology. And a lot of times people don't even realize they're lining up with that agenda, with that movement. And <laughs> thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. That was a great point. Solid. I wanted you all to have it. Solid. I felt that <laughs> to the core of my being, that statement there. One thing that I do want to say. What we don't realize is communism is not a passive political ideology. When you think about Republicans, you think about Democrats, it's mostly a, a, a passive ideology. Okay. It's a, this is my political thought. Hey, that's kind of cool. I hope I get something out of this. Communism is more like a religion understand communism is more like a religion okay they're lifelong adherents there's one account in my main book of research okay my main book was uh the devil and Karl marx by paul kengor go out and check it out he has pages of citations that he looked through research interviews he did i this is a great book and like i said in my email i just scratched the surface of all the accounts this guy has of what was going on but there's one account where he talks about a professor and his wife who took jobs in a factory for 20 years to spread communism. A professor and his wife quit their jobs, went to work in a factory. Why? To unionize and spread communism. It is a religion for people. It is truly a religion. Gramsci nailed it. Socialism is a religion, right? We have to stop seeing it as just a political movement that people kind of wave in and out of and understand they are a political movement that is religious about their beliefs. They're completely sold out. Once you understand that, you start thinking, okay, they're religious zealots. They'll do anything to get this forward, including, and we'll get into this, going into seminaries by the thousands to train up as pastors and priests to go turn flocks to Marxism. You have to understand this. Truth. The messages you hear out of, <clears throat> say, Episcopal Church or, or Protestant churches or Methodist churches that, that hoover in all of these social justice ideas and these identity politics ideas and say, well, well God wants you to be trans— We'll show out a little example of this stuff is Marxism cloaked in cultural Marxism, identity politics, all of that. We're not doing the conspiracy theory thing. We're showing you real accounts of stuff that has come out that is moving this forward. And you have to understand it's a spiritual warfare. You got anything before I nope, move forward? On. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple of facts before we even get started. Do you know that the infamous House Committee on Un-American Activities, we all hear this and we go, McCarthyism. Do you know that was led for most of its life by Democrats? Here's why I say that. Because the Communist Party and the Communist ideologies will take history that has happened and twist it and, and repackage it and then spout ad nauseum the lie until you buy it. This is something that we've got to understand. So like 
that 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 committee, right? It was actually led by a guy named J.B. Matthews, a former communist turned government investigator. You all thought McCarthy was the one in charge of it, right? McCarthy thing, complete fabrication. You want to know what McCarthy was doing? He never went after Hollywood. He was like a decade after all of this. What he was going after was the military and political ranks of ferreting out Communist Party members. Now, here's the reason we have to talk about Communist Party members. Maybe you're going... Just stick with me. Communist Party members are not just like you join the Republican Party. No, I want to be a Communist Party member. No, it's it's like a secret group. Dude, it's an agenda. It's a religion. It's, it's a religion. all of it, man. It's, like, it's all a, a psychological. It, it is literally disrupting a, 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 the, the creation of a nation. That's what they're after. Yeah. Is, you know, when President Obama said. Why I'm pausing is because like that that just I even hate saying that you know but he said you know to to upend our, our, our fundamentally re transform transform America yeah that's a big statement that he did I pause because President he's he wasn't you know it, and and several others empty empty vests but it's like you you see more and more and I don't care if you like that or not that's the truth they sold our country out many of these presidents have Republicans too so you know there there's so much to this because people don't realize how deep because that's what i'm saying you see the word communism think evil but how deep entrenched is it right and how far does it go it is literally permeating into homes kids it's religion it is and and the communist party you have to understand to become a party member you have to be sold out they have to invite you in it's it's a secret club basically you have supporters of communism and you have communist party members Party members are those who are like, they're all in. They're 100% blood pack type people, okay? It is not just a, oh, I think I'll be a Communist Party member today. No. Why'd you say like Kermit the Frog? I don't know, because I enjoy doing that voice. It's, Comrade, it's, the frog. <laughs> Comrade Kermit the Frog, do you support communism? <laughs> all right, so. No. No. So. <laughs> Communist Party membership is really important because when you look at Communist Party USA, that is not just some supporters who decide to get together. They actually, there is plenty of evidence of direct communication constantly between Moscow and the Communist Party USA, which means they're getting their marching orders from somebody else. They're not getting their marching orders from belief in the Constitution and America itself. We need to understand this is a foreign investment into the culture of america and the reason i'm passionate about this is we've got to see it with new mindsets that communism is not just a political ideology that kind of ferreted into some things this is a religion that attacks at the roots of the culture you got anything here no i think uh, no i think i said it before i think the more and more we do this is um as we're getting deeper because I want you to finish these points, because when I read the communist agenda, the naked communist, you're going to see at least 20. I think it's like number 21 to 42 is like, oh, my gosh, how far this religion is sucked deep and how each point is unbiblical. Each one. It's insane, dude. You know, so I'm going to bounce over the history. I'm going to get right into some of these examples, because that way you can hit in with the, the naked communist stuff. Um, and that was a document, and, and Massey will talk more about it. But let's go right into religion. 
Okay. I'm going to take a couple of areas of culture. Remember, this is just scratching the surface, but some examples of sometimes we think, ah, oh, well, they're just kind of, no, they are organized in going after it. They have been for decades. And these examples are going to shock you a little bit. And hopefully yeah. they help switch the mindset of what we're actually dealing with. We'll give you of how to deal with it towards the end. So with the launch of the Soviet Comintern and Communist Party USA in 1919, Atheistic communists clearly began using language to align with social justice Christians and Jesus. In the Soviet Comintern archives on Communist Party USA, the religious left were selected as the biggest useful idiots to wedge communism into the culture and take it over. They knew this area, this segment, oh, we can totally twist them. That should make you pause about the social justice movement within Christianity. It's true. Why did the communists see <clears throat> them as, oh, these are useful idiots that we can use? This is our wedge in. And Christian, right now, just think with me. As they've infiltrated to create social justice programs in churches, notice how they appeal. They appeal to your wounds and your hurts. They appeal to your anger. They appeal to you. 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 I'm just going to use this, and I don't care. I'm not a racist, y'all. I don't care. Just call me what you want. But look, I've been I've been done had racism to me, okay? So I understand racism. But this is a clear shot at what's going on in the church. We did a whole podcast on uh, build the bridge, build a bridge, and like how the it's you know Christians need to recognize blacks. Uh, that's already in the Gospels. But what you're doing is trying to find something that's not there with a lot of these people. And if they're racist, they're not a church. Get out of that church, right? It'll fall on its own. God won't bless that stuff, right? But you're seeing now people saying, well, I'm black and I have a voice and I have a reason. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're a Christian. No longer black, white, Jew, Greek. Bible even says that. This isn't about male nor free, Scythian or Jew, male nor female. Christ is all and in all. It has nothing to do with your color. And what they do is they prey on your, on your anger. They prey on your lust. They prey on your sadness. They, pray, they go on your emotions and make you an emotional representative of jesus and that is not what we're supposed to be we are biblical and and spiritually led representatives of jesus we are the ambassadors of christ and nowhere did you say they're going to kill me because i'm a jew they hate me because i'm a jew no they hated him because he was the son of god see what i'm saying because of the spirit that was within him because they shouldn't even have cared what jesus was doing because if he was truly wrong let it happen but there was something about Jesus Christ. You know what it was? The Spirit of God. The world's offended at the Spirit. It is. So why are they offended? Why are you bringing up the race stuff in a church, right? Instead of the Spirit of God birthing this thing in the church. Notice that Build a Bridge program. Where's the Spirit? Ask the Spirit to change you. No, no, you got you to gotta admit that you're white and you don't like... What? Where is this coming in? And yes, this is a real program. And there's many others just like it. And pastors are kowtowing to it. And guys, I'm sorry, you're not a real pastor. You don't, you're not watching out for the flock. You're not. That's a dangerous place to be. And I'm not throwing that as an accusation. I'm throwing out, where's your fruit? And go check out that episode because we, we really go in depth to pull apart the, the lies in the whole thing. This program of first, you have to recognize your guilt, under, you know, admit your guilt. Then you have to repent of your guilt and then reparations. Right. But there, there's no overcoming. No, no, never in overcoming. There's never a, right? okay, now you get it, whites. You're yeah. on our side now. Right. It's always it's oppression. Pay more. 
pay more. Exactly. Do more. Matter of fact, go back on that episode. I, I, I can't remember how long ago it was, maybe three, four months ago. We yeah, did something like that. Go yeah. back and check out that uh, episode. It was such a good um, such a good viewpoint of what, how communists and, and socialism can infiltrate the church for good works. You got anything? Or you, yeah. Okay. You, I, I was thought. Oh, camera. Hi. Um, I was nice thinking about this jacket. earlier today. Thank you. It's leather. Um, I was thinking about this earlier this week, and I was really uh, talking to the Lord, and the Lord was really showing me this. I was talking to a friend about this, that the moment that you start looking at yourself, and you, the moment you start looking back at your old identity, your fleshly identity, the one that's constantly still being corrupted by the world, because the world hasn't stopped. Your flesh is still there regardless. But the moment you start looking back at that and start living in your flesh continuously, that's when the enemy gets you. Right. There is a reason why Paul tells you to be renewed in your mind, to be renewed by what was the. I'm blanking right now. <laughs> you got it. That's obvious. I, yeah. I wish I could throw you a lifeline, but right, right, you are right. 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 Like, he's being renewed daily. Oh, by, you know, by the washing your mind, and regeneration yeah. of the word. Oh, right. Okay. Of the word. Good of thing you're God's word. Nothing else. There's a right. reason why nobody's going to wake up in the morning. And I, I heard a pastor say this. Nobody's going to wake up in the morning and say, good morning, God. Typically, we wake up in the morning and say, good God, it's morning. <laughs> well, and that's, I, I've said that. It, yeah. That's, that's exactly well, that. where that, like so. that's exactly that. Sh- that. <laughs> communist. Communist. It's all communist. He Y'all communist. Hates me because I'm Mexican. Doesn't even listen to me. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but the short that we put out, that's exactly what Massey was talking about. The, the, I'm offended all the time. I'm offended all the time because right. the flesh is offended by the spirit. Yes, yes. And, and be very careful of things that placate and promote the flesh. Yeah. Your desires. That's why it's such a dangerous gospel to tell people God just wants to give you the best. And he wants to do. Look, his best was his son. And the only thing he promises. Yes, he promises prosperity. and all He does. But. That's not the end all. It's the fact that you're with him and you're united with your father and that he now looks at Christ instead of you, that there's no longer wrath against me stored, you know, uh, until the day of judgment. That's all been eradicated by the spirit of Jesus because of the resurrection of him and the death and burial and the bloodshed. That's the goodness of God that he did it for me, even though I hated him like that. That's the message we need to focus on. You hated him. He still loved you enough to die for you. Now the message is, well, how can this improve your marriage today? That is not the mission you go to Jesus for. It's to show yourself that you're nothing outside of him. You have nothing to give him. You are evil in the sight of God when you're not his. And people are going to be like, see, that's so wrong. It's judgmental. No, no, no. You judge God all the time. You're just putting it on him because he's the all-powerful being. But you judge God in in his standards all the time. Best part of that is if you take that heart and you go after Christ, your marriage will improve. Exactly, go because figure. you're doing it God's way. So, Trin had something. Oh, did you want to go first? Sure. So, Josh, Josh, I love you, Josh, man. Galatians 2.20. I love this verse so much, and I have it highlighted. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Josh, that he says that's fire. Hey. An amazing verse to meditate on. It is. It is. 
right. we're no longer our own. We're bought with a price now. You right. know? I see you had something. Yeah. Uh, like, gosh, I was like, this was a while ago. I wanted to say something, but I didn't. So it kind of <laughs> doesn't make sense anymore, I guess. But like, like with the thing, like, God, it's like, I forget. When you were like saying that God was like this, not God himself, but like the spirit of God was feared, like when he was like among the people and stuff. And they couldn't do anything about it, really. That's why, like, it took such a long time for them to do something about him. But, like, I remember I watched a, a clip of something, and, like, it was, like, of them. Because I don't remember this being in the Bible, but they actually tried to kill him uh, twice. But, like, the first time, they didn't happen. So, like, they were going to, like, push him off a cliff or something. And I didn't know this was in the Bible, so I was scared because I didn't know what would happen. And I'm like, I was watching it with my mom and I literally went up to my mom I'm like, mom, I'm scared. I don't want him to die. And I was freaking out. <laughs> and then he's like, it's not my time yet. And they all froze and couldn't like, they couldn't move because the spirit like froze them. And then he just walked through the crowds of people yeah. that were trying to push him off. Yeah. And I, I was like, <laughs> in that, in that account, he literally walks through the crowd and just, right. and none of them turned back to look at him. They all were just looking right. They're like, Bro. We just messed up. And that's that's the protection of the Lord. And that's something that, to give you guys some comfort, if God's protecting you, you're going to get your, your, your mission accomplished. It has to accomplish. Right? He will get his will done. So until the day, you're with him. As yeah. long as you're in his will and, and, and you're moving forward with him, you're with him, right? Like, if you're like, like scared, like, oh, I'm in a parking lot. There's, it's dark. What if I get murdered? And, I'm, and he's like, it's not your time yet. You're going to be fine. I'm going to protect you. Right. Like, like, I know Jesus, he knew that they were going to try to push him off, but he also knew it wasn't going to happen because the father said it wasn't his time yet. That's so exactly. So he was set in stone that nothing was going to happen. That's exactly why he was asleep in the front of the boat during the storm. He knew it, right? All right. So let's get back to this. So under this religion stuff, the, the House Committee, they, they put out a report compiled known as the 658 NCC compilation. This indexed and, indexed and detailed numerous activities with dates and titles of far-left Protestant pastors. So what you have to understand is that communists and their religious zeal were more than willing to go by the hundreds and thousands into seminaries, right? This compilation reported on 658 clergy and laymen connected with the National Council of Churches. This group was the largest umbrella group of left-wing Protestant ministers pushing social justice. Another source was the 20.5% Episcopal compilation. This records 1,411 radical rectors from the Episcopal Church in 1958. Wow. 1,411 wow. in 1958. Now do you understand why the Episcopal Church has all of the identity politics stuff going on throughout all of it? The, the transgender. The flags, and, the, and, yes. we open to all. We're accepting of everyone. All that stuff. Now I want to I wanna, uh, comment on one guy. His name is Harry Ward. He was a Hi, Methodist, Methodist minister, seminary professor, founded the ACLU. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Harry. You're so great. He ran it with Roger Baldwin, who wrote a book in 1928 called Liberty Under the Soviets. Mm. Good friends, right? Mm. God bless America. Not quite. Ward wrote The Soviet Spirit. 
The ACLU was classed by the 1943 California Senate Fact-Finding Committee as a communist front. Go figure. They calculated that at least 90% of the ACLU's efforts were for communists who came into conflict. conflict with the law. Isn't that crazy? And we somehow justified it now, right? Because now it's like civil rights. Yeah. This is crazy, dude. This this and <clears throat> just go on, just just drive around Boston for a while and look at up all these old churches and Episcopal churches. Flag, rainbow flags. Yeah. Listen, I think more and more the, the, the word is clear. I, I'm not speaking death over over um, our churches. I'm speaking life now. You can try to misrepresent Jesus. They did it back in the day with Christ, too. You know, that some tried to preach Christ of contention and strife and all these other things. They tried to do it during Luther's time. They knew religion. It was the Catholics and all this stuff. But still, the truth prevailed. That's what gives me hope is the truth will always prevail. Right. But I think what we're looking for is the majority of churches need to be. No remnant. No way. Remnant. It has to be God's people. And the only way he shows himself strong is when you give him the opportunity to show himself strong, which means you have nothing to do with it. Okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to go out and do this, and it looks impossible. We're going to go do it anyway. Right. So what? Let's go get him. Game on. You know? In a letter from 1920 from Moscow communist officials to New York, Ward is listed by the common turn officials as a source to get their materials on the shelves at the seminary library. This guy was a big wig. And so if he's a big wig, that means he's got a lot of influence. Now, uh, in 1937, Communist Party USA produced a document titled Confidential Report on Work in Religious and Non-Religious Catholic Organizations. They're going after the 18 million Catholics. At one point, it says, we have a party comrade who is secretary of the Holy Name branch in this parish, which is one of the largest branches in the city. In addition, this branch is most important because of the fat, fact that it gives leadership and shapes the policies of most of the reactionary and anti-communist campaigns that are now developing in the Catholic world. In other words, we've got control of the branch that does the anti-communist messaging. We've got it. It's ours. Yep. And so when you get the largest universal religion in the world, which is the Catholic, <clears throat> you know, diocese and all these other things, that's why there's so much conflict, mm -hmm. right? Even amongst Catholics now where the Pope celebrates abortion and I shouldn't say celebrates. I don't want to misquote that. They, they doesn't accept seem it. very hard line on it. Though. Right. But they're, they're, they're accepting of it. They're not they're not exactly coming out against it, which is biblical teaching, which proves to you just because you have a degree doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Just because you have a title doesn't mean you know what you're doing. And the Bible's clear about it. he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, which is what I love because I think that's what stops people from going into preaching the gospel to others in ministry. They think, I have to have all these degrees to do it. No, you don't. You don't. You need to be discipled, and you need to have fruit to show that. But you don't need a degree. What you need is the spirit of the living God. You need that, right? That blows open the doors. That's what sets souls free. That's what gets your message out there. That's what has to happen uh, when we're trying to reform a nation like America, because for hundreds of you know um, hundreds for a hundred years, this has been a like 1919. This and because it was formed in 1919, that didn't mean it started there. Right. This this crap was happening behind the it's scenes. Yeah, for a while because you had to introduce it. So there was talk and contempt. But after this, we're going to read to you some of these communist goals, and I and and I think we should do a post on it, like a little video on it, but. This is where we have to start fighting. Let's say, okay, no, this is why the gospel needs to be preached louder because they're trying to destroy it. And they're men, 
They're men. They're God not the spirit of God. Their plans. Exactly. All right. Ice tea. Um, I just wanted to say, cause like, like you said that you don't need like a degree or whatever. And I'm like, I can stand for that because when I was like seven, I was, I was, I lived in like a neighborhood and I had friends across the street. And one time we wanted to eat breakfast with them. So they came over to our house and we started praying and they were like, what are you, what are you doing? Like they were genuinely confused and they were really young. Like they had some really like demonic stuff going on in their house. Like their dad was like, you know, you know, yeah. but like, and they were like, really Chris, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're praying. You want to pray with us? And like, sure. So, <laughs> so we started praying with them and they're like, oh, what is that about? So after breakfast, we went outside and we played for a little bit. And I started talking to them about like heaven and stuff and like my beliefs, like, and I was seven. So like, I didn't know that much, but I knew enough. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go to heaven and receive Jesus. We're going to be able to do all sorts of cool things in heaven. We'll run around and never get tired. It's going to be so cool. And they were telling them about this and like, oh, wow, I want to go there. And I'm like, you, I'm like, to do it, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your savior. And they're like, really? I want to do that. So I literally, a seven-year-old sat down in the grass, like all sweaty and stuff, held the, both of their hands. And I'm like, okay, so you just have to repeat after me, I think. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> say, God, I accept you in my life and I want you to be with me forever. And then they said that and I'm like, okay, I think we did it. I think you're good. And Amen. then we went back to playing. Good for and, you. And then my mom, I was like scared to tell my mom because I thought I did something wrong. I'm like, was I supposed to do that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, and, and I told my mom, she's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. That's the heart of Jesus, right? The heart of Jesus is to give people Christ, right? No matter where you're at. The truth. Um, and, and that's one thing that we always have to go back to is, are we giving the heart of Christ to other people? Bingo. I, I want to... Uh, one last thing before we get into the sexuality stuff. No, sure, sure. Stuff Do your thing. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, communist leader Louise Budens said, the communists everywhere plan to wage war on the Catholic Church as the base for obliterating all religion. Ben Gitlow, among others, backed this up. Again, I'm throwing names out there. Go ahead and do your research. We'll we'll post up the name of the book. Well, yeah. Do when I start talking, you button. can do kind of the name things. Right. And, hey, research this. So let's get into sexuality. Now, there's a guy named Harry Hay. Scary individual. What a Scary. perverse, disgusting. I'm just saying, you can get develop your own theory on the dude, but he was... He, he oh my God. twisted. Yeah. And so this guy was radical political activist, was considered the founder of the modern gay movement. He's credited with fashioning a weird combination of Marxism, Native American revivalism, and New Age spirituality. He is the one who portrayed, portrayed gays as a minority class, which he knew would suck in the left. The left would go, oh, minority, that's an identity. Come with us. He was a sexual radical and a shocking communist. Do not forget, he was a NAMBLA activist as well. Does everyone know what NAMBLA is? I, most sick and twisted, you're in the ballpark. Uh, man, boy, enough said. Right. He is considered the father of the radical fairies, which includes supporting two-spirit transgenderism. Decades ago, two-spirit transgenderism was popping up through a guy like Harry Hay. Even communist literature, including Workers' World, which says two-spirit is the language that many Native people have chosen instead to describe those with diverse gender expressions, sexualities, and sexes. P.S. Harry was an occultist, too. 
but that's for another day. Aleister Crowley, that kind of that that Yo, vein. And Harry Hay was praised by politicians in a lot of ways. Elevated. Elevated. He was so hated. No, they they promoted his works. Mm-hmm. You know, this is dangerous crap. So let's go to Kate Millett. One of the founding faces of the National Organization of Women, leading feminist in the 60s and 70s. She was the author of Sexual Politics, her dissertation at Columbia, which burned through the U.S., became massive success in the U.S. She decried the patriarchy. Sounds familiar? Wow. Was dubbed the high priestess. I think that word was chosen specifically. And Mao of the feminist Marxist movement. (laughs) One of the biggest insights into her life comes from her own sister, Mallory. Mallory eventually pulled out of the cultural Marxist movement and became a Christian. So Mallory recalls being invited to join Kate in New York for a gathering at the home of her friend, Leela Karp. Now I'm going to read from the book because I think this is very telling for you guys. The devil. I'm telling you, this book very thoroughly researched. Go out and check it out. All right. Stick with me. It was 1969. Kate invited me to join her for a gathering at the home of her friend, Leela Carp. They called the assemblage a consciousness-raising group, a typical communist exercise, something practiced in Maoist China. Definitely true. We gathered at a large table as the chairperson opened the meeting with a back-and-forth recitation like a litany a type of prayer done in the Catholic Church. But now it was Marxism, the church of the left, mimicking religious practice. Why are we here today? She asked. To make a revolution, they answered. What kind of revolution? She replied. The cultural revolution, they chanted. And how do we make cultural revolution? She demanded. By destroying the American family, they answered. How do we destroy the family? She came back. By destroying the American patriarch, They cried exuberantly. And how do we destroy the American patriarch? She replied, by taking away his power. How do we do that? By destroying monogamy, they shouted. How can we destroy monogamy? By promoting promiscuity, eroticism, prostitution, and homosexuality, they resounded. Is this, did they they memorize that? I assume so. How they're going to take down the government, they'll just memorize that. Well, especially when you're when you're in a religious fervor, chanting, memorizing, putting forth litanies is yep. very important Sound because nice. it it re it brainwashes you. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why it's dangerous to. You know, again, I'll quote it again. Gosh, he was so right in this point. Neil deGrasse Tyson said, "People know just enough of, of something to become dangerous at that thing. Mm-hmm. They know just enough. They're not tempered enough to understand it. So they know just enough to come out and go do that thing." Uh, not realizing looking at the whole spectrum of something will help you in your cause, right? I want to get through Kate real quick, and then I want you to do Naked Communist. Could, we could go on and on and on, but I think it's so important for us to hear some of these major people and know how twisted some of these individuals really are. So though Kate was married, she was a practicing lesbian, which destroyed her marriage. The bio today at the GLBTQ website hails her as a groundbreaking bisexual feminist, literary, and social critic. Now, her sister Mallory recounts how Kate fell, how far Kate fell into darkness and believes she was demonically possessed. Her description is in-depth of Kate's wild mood swings and evil brooding over plotting to murder Mallory, which she tried to do on many occasions. 
She described Kate in this way. Kate would effectively hold you hostage in the same room with her, beating you down, tormenting you, threatening you, brooding over you. That same exact description was made of Karl Marx by Frederick Bingo. Engels and other people who knew Marx. The same exact description. This is demonic. Okay? It is a demonic movement. She said Kate's face would take on forms while they were talking. She was described with ranting, rolling eyes in her head, frothing at the mouth. She tried to kill Mallory many times, was a sadist and a torturer. One example, Mallory talks how Kate wouldn't let her sleep for five days as Kate raged and ranted, eyes rolling in her head, frothing at the mouth, and having chats with little green men. Kate lived with female minions who practically worshipped her. These were described as old aging lesbian feminists who would sleep with each other and all worship Kate. Um, just, does any of this seem remotely normal? I mean... Yeah, little green men. Hmm. What, is, what is the the main thing people see when they're high or tripping? Well, and that's that whole like DMT stuff, the right. the mechanical elves and all that. That man, yes. too many coincidences not to be. It's spiritual. It's yeah, spiritual. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's not coincidence. It's the enemy moving. These are thing physical things happening in the spiritual realm. Right. And it's all connected. So. Mallory goes on to state, they went on to form now National Organization of Women, and with that organization, achieved their stated goal of taking down the patriarchy through a massive coordinated promotion of promiscuity, eroticism, prostitution, abortion, and homosexuality. Their proposed method was to infiltrate every institution in the nation. Universities. Listen to these. Universities. The media. Primary and secondary schools. PTAs. Teachers unions, city and state governments, the library system. <gasps> library system. What do we have going on in libraries right now? The executive branches of government, as well as the judiciaries and legislatures. One of their most desired results was the smashing of every taboo in Western culture. Imagine that. Think of that alone. The normalizing of every taboo, polygamy, bestiality, Satanism, pornography, and promiscuity, witchcraft, pedophilia, all activities which rot. The human soul and city. Dude. I think we can keep going. I, you know, and, and so I'm going to get into this real fast. And it, Mike, we need to really think about like, what can we do? How do we go against it? Right. So I'm just going to read you out of the 45. I'm going to read you some of these goals that were read it, to Congress in 1963. The book, The Naked Communist, was written by a man named Cleon Skousen. Uh, great books. I mean, he's got a bunch of stuff. I actually, my son's reading one of his books now. It's called the, the Making of America. Uh, from a, it's it's through a, the lens of someone who is like, is this Christian or not? And he pulls out super good, uh, uh, you know, quotes and things. It's just an amazing book. So like, they went through all the communist agendas again, read and written, uh, written, but then read to Congress in '63. And I, I just want you to hear some of these things, right? Promote the UN. This is number eleven. Promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. Hmm. Go figure. Right. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it's set up as one world government with its own independent armed forces. Some communist leaders believe the world can be taken over easily by the U.N. as by Moscow. You know, uh, let's see. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Of course. Right. Because the Communist Party literally destroys and upends and is against the Constitution. Right. We're a republic, y'all. Not that. They're, they're, they're illegal. They're outlaws. The, these guys... Their, menta their mentality, all that stuff, they are literally godless. They are. They're godless. 
I don't care what I don't care how Christian you think you are. It is godless to assume that man can do better for you than what God can do in liberty. It is okay, it's demonic, right? Continue giving Russia access to U.S. patent office. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's see this. Uh, use uh, number sixteen. Use technical decisions of the courts to awaken to weaken the basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. It was predicted in 1958. Uh, 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transition belts for socialism and the current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Let me ask you this. Why do so many teachers unions use red as their standard color? Ooh. Just asking for a friend. Yeah. Jeez. Anyways, uh, let's see. Number 18, gain control of all student newspapers. Uh, use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. Number 20, infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policymaking positions. Gain control, number 21, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Hmm. The takeover of Disney, the takeover of ESPN, the takeover of all these things. These are in key positions now where ESPN is talking about social justice issues, not sports anymore, right? Uh, let's see. Number 23, watch this. Control art critics and, and, and art directors of museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. What do we witness today? Yeah, abstract, weird. Stuart, the guy, you see that yeah, whole thing? Yeah, There's that. a guy in Stuart that has this weird uh, thing. I, I can't even describe it. it was, it's been exposed, right? Uh, let's see. Watch this. Number 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Porn is considered free speech, is what they're saying, predicted in 1958. Uh, the breakdown of cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography, obscene, obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Listen to this, number 26. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, healthy, and natural. Now, I just want to say this. This was read to our Congress in 1963. Can you imagine what they were thinking at the time? No way. That'll never happen. That'll never happen, right? What are we looking at today? Listen to this. Number 27. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Hmm. Right? Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Intellectual maturity. We got to be smart, right? Smart in whose eyes? Right. The Bible says knowledge puffeth up. Knowledge puffs up. Makes you prideful. But charity, love, edifies. Love from God, right? Number 28, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. 1963, y'all. This is funny. They what took what happened out, they took not too long after? No, in 62, <laughs> or, they took out prayer. 62, right before right. it, yeah. Uh, just, let's see, number 29, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, and a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. Hmm. What are you hearing all the time? What What are the MSNBC and all these guys, what do they put pundits up there? The Constitution is just outdated, man. We need to change the rules of elections. We need to change all these things because look what's happening now. See, it's so outdated. We can't even get with nations because we're hindered by this process because it's called lust. Discredit, number 30, the American founding fathers present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. What do you hear today? I just want to say this, okay, because this is going to be a class I do eventually. I'm going to show you what they gave up. These selfish aristocrats that gave up everything for you and I, that lost a lot of what they had. Some of them lost their whole family. Some of them died, lost all their riches and wealth, 
had bounties on their heads. You know, selfish aristocrats with bounties on their heads from the king. Yeah. You know what happens when you omit those things? They were selfish, rich aristocrats because John Hancock had money. You know what I mean? But he used a lot of his money and Washington, too, on his own dime fighting these wars. And nobody says anything about it. Was the largest. <laughs> yeah. He said, now, now he can see it. And he, and he, and he stamped it. Like, here's just a couple more. I'm just going to show, I'm, I'm going to walk through some of these things. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American uh, Un Activities, discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Hmm. What's that about? I don't like the FBI myself, but what, why the attack on the FBI now, right? What's the ploy? What's what's going right. on, right? What's what, what's happening? Last one. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police and social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders, which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat. Remember the whole discussion about police shouldn't be handling a lot of these situations. It should be social workers. You remember that? Yep. Yep. It was I, what? Two years ago I that know. came out. Let me do two more. Sorry. I just no, no, do no. You're good. Do it. So do it. number 40. This is 45 of them. Number 40. Tell me how many of these have existing are existing right now. Number 40. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. You know what was passed not long after that came out? No fault divorce. Uh, exactly. 19, predicted in 1958, disrupting the Western prescribed nuclear family and pr uh, pushing for no fault divorce, right? Now watch this. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of their parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. Homeschoolers, they can't get along in society. Look what you're doing to your children. That's what's been said, right? Remember that Harvard professor who came out and said that homeschooling was tantamount to child abuse? Child abuse. Yeah, exactly. Last one. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition. That students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic, political, and social problems. I, I just read some of the 45, right? There's other ones that are pretty pertinent too. But you start to see more and more what agendas and how they can happen. Yep. And you know how they happen? Because we didn't put godly people in those positions that had any integrity to hold the line for the American Constitution. We now know because uh, that person that was arguing with me about have, I need a Juris Doctorate, yeah. you know, to, to understand the Constitution. You know that document that was written for the farmer back in the day. So I need a doctorate for that, right? But she said something that I every single time I get into a debate with somebody about the Constitution, case law says. I don't care what case law says. What does the law say? Well, the judges ruled this way. They also judge Dred Scott. Mm-hmm. And they said Roe v. Wade, and then they overruled Roe they v. Wade. They also passed DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, yep. and now we're saying it's wrong. And now they're saying that abortion was legal, and now it's not legal. Who are you believing? Case law? What? No. You know what it is? Confusion to your face. And you know why they do it? So you don't have to get involved in politics. So you just say, oh, it's just for those guys. They're secular. Christians shouldn't be involved in this. No. The fact that you abdicated, listen to me closely, the fact that the Christian abdicated their responsibility is proof positive the reason we're at we're at today. Read Deuteronomy 28. Listen, just read it once, right? The first 14 verses are the blessings of God. The rest are the curses of God. Mm -hmm. There's more curses than blessings. And he says he would give you over. Oh, you want this? Okay. You want to disobey? Cool, man. Do you. But this is your judgment. Cursed shall you be in the city. 
cursed shall you be in the field. Your heavens will be like iron or brass, and your ground will be like iron. You won't be able to produce. Are we seeing that today? See what I'm saying? Like, none of this stuff is outdated. The Constitution meant what it meant and meant to stop government from infringing on your liberty. And now it's being used against us and promoting their liberty, which is licentiousness, sin, and disgusting vileness. And it's, de and it's detriment to our kids. It's destroyed our children. It's allowed our children to fall into pornography. Now, I'm not saying they did this to our children. We allowed it to happen, right? And then we, we have this excuse to say, well, we send our kids to, to, to Sunday school and all these other things. Dude, you can't undo what 40 hours of public schools can do to, to our Bible study in the morning. Like, I'm sorry, an hour of, of study in the morning with your kids at a children's, at a children's uh, church. There's so much influence right now that's happening that is uh, demonic. Now, here is the hope, okay? Let's talk some hope because these are problems. And I'm sure some of you guys didn't know some of these things, and that's okay. That's exactly why we're doing what we're doing. Exactly. You know what the hope is? Psalm 2. God is sitting in the heavens and laughing at them. Okay, he's let us go this far. But the repentance of the saints is being heard by the Lord. And I'm telling you, he's reserving his remnant. And the cool thing about that is every story encourages me in Scripture that he never used a majority to win his battles. You've got to know now, this year, you start asking the Lord, what is my calling? How do I help this? The reason why some of you are tuned into this show and you're listening is because you have a pull to this. What's your place? What do I do, right? Do we have to go fight the school boards? Yes. Do some of us have to go to jail? Maybe. Do some of the pastors have to go to jail so we can start upholding the First Amendment? Yep. That's what's going to have to happen. Why? Because we have to stand against what their authority, and I'm, and I'm using that in quotations, what their authority is, and they don't have it. They don't have it. The Constitution literally strips their authority. They have enumerated powers, 17 enumerated powers. That's all they got. And they've blossomed into this conglomerate, junky, disgusting uh, uh, plot from the enemy that has destroyed our families and our children. And I know the liberals are going to cut that up and use it. I know it. And I don't care because it's true. And you can't tell me, liberal, you can't tell me, nominal Christian, you can't tell me, you who are communists, that America's gotten better over time with your ideals. Prove to me, have we been morally better or morally worse and regressed since you came into authority? Since government started taking over institutions, have we gotten better as a nation or worse? Have we been more fiscally responsible as a nation or worse? Have we gotten better relations with, with the world or worse? And that's what happens when we forget God, when we don't allow him to be the ruler of our lives. I'm not talking theocracy. You, you, we'll, do a, we'll do a whole podcast on, on, on the difference between theocracy and theonomy, okay? Our founders weren't theocrats, but they knew without God we couldn't have liberty, and they acknowledged that, Okay. That's the problem. And now we're talking about liberty that is near and dear. You know how you want to uh, do something for the Lord? That liberty you have in your heart, give it to others. Start standing for these kids in schools. Because not all of them have the great parents. Uh, I'm sorry, not great parents. They have, most have great parents. Not all children have great parents. And sometimes they have to go to public school. These great parents, some of them that do have great parents, they, can, they have to work two jobs, three jobs just to survive, right? Because of our great government and inflation, Right? Oh, it's the rich wanting them to be. Low. No, no, your government's taking from you and stealing from you. So we got to fight for those kids who don't have a voice, and for those parents who don't have a voice. I'm sorry. I'm no, 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 you're good. Get in the weeds. And and to Massey's point, to round all of this out, this is not a physical warfare. This is a spiritual warfare. 
So you have to start seeing it with spiritual eyes and understand what are your spiritual tools for warfare? The first step is prayer and to recognize what is going on spiritually around us. No more do you need to look at some of this stuff and go, ah, well, that's just people's vices and they're, they're getting carried away with, with what I consider sin. Start to recognize where the agenda is spiritually because spiritual agendas will go after strongholds. It'll go after things that are God's strongholds and it'll try to yep. hollow them out. No, no, no. So, so to that point, we all pray, Lord, the, the, the harvest, Lord, we need the harvest and Gen Z. Dude, we were prophesying over Gen Z years ago. The fact that people had a problem with Gen Z and how stupid these kids were, it's like, who raised those stupid kids? No, I speak life over Gen Z and the millennials. That we are taking the torch, dude. We're doing this thing, right? And it looks different to the, to, to the nominal church. It looks different to the box. But it's not about the box, and it's not about breaking the box. What it is about following the Spirit of God. And if we can't use the spiritual nature we've been given and the knowledge we've been given, we've got to know these things to be in those institutions to save souls. You've got to know what we're talking about when we go into a college and a high school. People don't go in there because they don't know what to talk about. They're afraid. They lack knowledge. And it's really critical you understand this. My people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. The word destroyed, actually, one of the definitions means silenced. We are silenced because we lack knowledge. That's why we're bringing this stuff to you. It has nothing to do uh, with, like you, like you said, flesh and blood. Our weapons of our warfare are carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have a stronghold problem in this nation. And we and you and our supporters and our sponsors, thank you for the check. Thank you for the donation. I love that. And we, we just we prayed over you this morning. We bless you. But you also have a responsibility, too, with the truth you've been given. That is the gospel. We have a responsibility, and that's one aspect of the gospel, I should say, because you'll get the crazy Baptist. <laughs> that's not the gospel. It's one aspect. We, I've been given the truth. This is what I do with it. This is our calling card to you. Don't just pray for the harvest. Lord, what's my in to that harvest? Right. I got a heart for kids in school. Well, then pray the Lord to open a door for you to get into that school because now's the time, right? If we're truly in, living in the last days, days are short, right, and all that stuff, Peter talks about it. Men will be lovers of their own selves, boastful, haters of God, prideful, enemies of... Well, then do we, that urgency should be in you. Yeah. Let's go get them. Absolutely. I'm going to read one last comment, and then we'll sign out. So Andrew says, I am a single parent, and my last two teenagers need to go to public school with my job that provides through the Lord. But I praise God that they are in a great school district that has a great number of believers in it and fight for what is right and continue praying for them. Continue to pray that they're a stronghold for the Lord. Come on, right? Bro. When and everything we do, let's be praying for the strongholds of the Lord. Let's be praying to take territory. Let's start tearing down the strongholds of the enemy. Let's go back into those strongholds and instead, oh well, they have. Let's go back in there and take it. Yeah. Because I'm so tired of us going. Oh, our culture is just falling apart. No, we got a job to do. We have. A, let's repair the wall. Like a lot of people say, the enemy infiltrated. And so he's in. Well, then whose property was it originally? Ooh, call on that. Lord, this was ours to begin with. The enemy infiltrated. It's time for us to take our territory back. Amen. This is ours now. All Those right. are our kids. Amen. Sorry. All right, guys. If you'd like more of this information, be sure to resoundingly let us know. Because <laughs> um, I'm not planning on doing a part two. But if you guys are like, I just need more of this to understand. Yeah. Let us know. We'll work it there's, into this, there's the a lot, rotation. Yeah. yeah, there's just so much. But either way, 
Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We love you all. We're so grateful for your support. Do not forget to go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Check it all out. Guys, until Monday, we hope you have a great weekend. We love you all. Take care. Be encouraged. Love you guys.